Good morning to you all. Just allow me to fix myself here and I'll be good. Okay, you ready? Perfect. Thank you, brother, for praying for me and my family. It's definitely a huge blessing to be here with you and sharing the Word of God and as well the chance to share a little bit of our lives with the family and what the Lord has done with us so far. So first of all, I will prompt myself to introduce to you. My name is Raymond, and yes, that's my whole name. It's a complete long name. Raymond Santiago del Rey Balbuena. <laughs> As some of you might know, in Latin America, we use two last names instead of just one because we uh, carry not only our father's last name, but as well as our mother's last name. So that's why we always carry both of them. But the funny thing is that my first last name is actually two words, um, so that's why it makes it look too long. However, you can just call me Raymond or Santi or, yeah, as, as you find comfortable and you can say. Uh, we all come from Colombia. This is my beautiful family. There's myself and my wife, Stephanie, and our the oldest daughter, Antonella. She is four years old. And our little one, Simon, he is almost a year and a half. So we are all from Colombia. We were all born and raised in Colombia. The only reason why I know how to speak English is because my father used to be a U.S. citizen. He doesn't live anymore. He died when I was three. My mom was pregnant with me three months. So he left me his inheritance, not his English, but his inheritance to come here and learn it. <laughs> so we got the chance to come here because of the blessing that we have of, of our my nationality. But yes, we come from Colombia. We are so proud to be from Colombia. We love our country. We pray for our country. Um, there are a lot of things that are happening right now with it, uh, especially complicated things, especially after COVID. One of the reasons why we had to decide to come to the States and begin a new journey on the way that the Lord wants us to begin in our path to serving in, in the field, the missionary field. But I'm mainly from the center of the country. My wife is from the capital city, as you may see what it says, Bogota. Uh, our first, uh, second child is also from Bogota. He was born at home. And our oldest daughter was born when we were in the middle of the training. We went through the training, well, I'll go here, with the entity Nuevos Horizontes, or as it's translated, New Horizons, which is basically the, the same New Tribes mission. That's with the name of the, cha uh, the change on the name because of certain government rules and stuff that they wanted to apply for the local government rules. We went for, through four years of training, as you can see in the picture below to the right, where we had our Bible study course. And afterwards, we went to a church planting training with the same entity in the same place. And that's where our oldest daughter was born as well while we were training. Then after that, we had the blessing to come here after we graduated in 2018. We came uh, to Sanford the first time we, we got a start to Sanford, had the chance to stay there for a couple of months, and I was accepted into Ethnos 360 Missionary Training Center in Camdenton, Missouri. Uh, stayed there for a whole year with my family, uh, learning the best advanced linguistics course for translating the Bible into indigenous uh, languages. Went through that whole training. It, it was a huge blessing for myself. It was the first time ever that I had to study in a different language than my own. So as well, a, a big challenge when you have to talk about different other languages, speaking in a different language than your own. 
So I was blessed. I was so encouraged because this is what we've been trained for. Because we want to eventually go to the field. In this moment, we've been thinking to go uh, to Asia Pacific, or well known as Indonesia as well. Because that's what the Lord has brought us to. In the beginning, we never thought that we had the chance to speak to others about the Lord and what He done, He has done for us. But we are really, uh, we really appreciate and feel not worthy of the work that He has uh, lended into our hands. But we are definitely encouraging to continue towards that path and aligning our thoughts and, and desire towards His thoughts and His desires. So we're truly blessed and encouraging to continue through this journey. In the beginning, wanted to show you this. It's an image that brought too many different thoughts to my mind. In regards to the places when we think, where can we serve the Lord or bring others to know the truth in our Savior, Jesus Christ? In the beginning of our training, it's mostly one of the difficult things that you ever uh, try to, to retain in your mind is, where am I going to serve the Lord? Where is the place where he wants us to go and serve, to be missionaries, to settle for years and years and years, to eventually the people who hear us will know the gospel and be safe? It's a huge question because you just choose one place for your own life. And we didn't have the answer at that moment. And I didn't even know how we were supposed to even acknowledge the place where we were going to. So it took us a little while to, and it's still on the process where we are definitely understanding what the Lord wants us to, to know about sharing with others in the place where he wants us to be. We, have, we had so many different teachers in the training that had different experiences going into mi different mission skills as well. And that kind of tur turns the things a little bit difficulty, uh, difficult, uh, more difficult because you then don't know which one to pick from all the ones that you've heard. And especially coming from a country where still there's, there's still a lot of necessity into preaching into different indigenous tribes, also you have that load on your shoulders if you should stay in the place where you were born and keep working where you know there's a lot of need. Then when we came to Missouri, it was worse because we have over 200 to 250 people that, had that were trained and worked in so many other different places of the world. In Colombia, we probably heard of two different countries than ours in our, our own country. But then we were facing the reality when people were inviting us, do you want to call the Philippines? Do you want to call the Indonesia? Do you want to come to Africa? Hey, hold on. We don't even know where to go. But there is one thing that we knew and did, and it's that our heart was willing to serve the Lord any place. Don't, the, the problem wasn't really at that moment thinking like, Okay, do I want to serve the Lord? No, that wasn't the problem for us at the moment. We definitely knew that we wanted to serve the Lord any place where he was going to place. But eventually, we had to make a decision and started looking for the place. With my family, we've had uh, the privilege to be um, surrounded by uh, the Islam community in, in Colombia and as well gone through some trainings besides that we've done with uh, new tribes to know how to share the gospel with Muslims. And it's something that really attracts us and has encouraged us into thinking of countries where uh, Muslim background is the most, uh, uh, the most one in, in the country. So that turned us into thinking of Asia Pacific, known as the biggest country in the world with the most quantity of, of Muslims, and being 
being testimony for them to share with, the, with them the gospel. In the meantime, we've been able to share with a lot of them, even in, in our own country, in just a few months that we've been here going to Sanford's Mosque and they start uh, sharing with some of them about the gospel and making relationships, not stopping to preach, not stopping to uh, share with them the gospel. And that's something that I wanted to share, especially about today's um, um, message that I want to bring with you, that it's going to be in First of Corinthians, the first chapter and the first three verses. And we'll start uh, opening up your Bibles. I would like to share that with you. Excuse me, uh, until what hour do I have? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so in that case, we, I, I hope you brought your lunches because this is going to be long. But this is just a, a short thought that the Lord was bringing to me in the, the couple of weeks before. Thinking in a special word, saint, or saint. And you probably will see this word in each one of the letters that Apostle Paul wrote in the New Testament, to those who are called saints, to those who have the, the privilege of being called saints uh, because of our, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I was just um, amazed stunned, uh, by the idea that I could be called a saint. I come from a Catholic background, as I was sharing with my brother. In Catholic background, being called a saint is like a huge thing. Not that it isn't in, in, in the Christian belief. But if you might know, those who are called saints are completely different from the saints that we know that the Lord has given the right to be called saints. I, I found a, a, one of those pictures that brought so many memories to my mind when I was a kid going to the, the cathedral in the town where I was born. I was born in a very small town in Colombia called La Dorada City, or well, the Golden City will be translated. Maybe a couple of thousand people living there. But in Colombia, you will find that the, the people, all of them will be acknowledged as Catholic. If you see somebody having a different belief, they will look at you weird and probably not feeling too well of being in that place. And you will have eventually to move to a bigger city. It used to be worse when, uh, like in early, in early years, uh, since, well, in the New Year's uh, nowadays, you hear more people uh, teaching different believings and having people from other uh, sites coming to live in those small towns as well. But I, I do remember my mom taking me to the church and seeing all those images that, for being honest, it, they scared me. I didn't like to look at them because their faces just look so unreal, not human at all. And for me, those were so perfect, and I didn't, I didn't, we didn't even understand when, when they were preaching about these people. So for me, it made no sense at all. But when you go to the Word of God and see that they are actually named from the own Word of the Lord, like saints, what are the real reasons for, for them to be called like that, or are they truly saints or not? So that's why I started to uh, go around my mind and, and, and willing to go deeper into these thoughts. So the word that I have here, well, I, I named this, this um, message called to be saints, either to identifying and living as one, or living like it. Because in the first, uh, as we are going to read, as it says, you can follow me. 1 Corinthians temp, uh, chapter number 1, verse 1, Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ, Jesus, and our brother, Thustin, to the church of God that is in Corinth, 
to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's a very, very common introduction for Apostle Paul anytime that he wrote to any of the churches where he went and gave testimony of the Lord. And you'll see that one of those words that will never fail or will never be away, um, will never lack on his introduction is the Lord, the grace, and being called as a saint. What is to be called as a saint? Well, now that we are being shed with the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have the right to be called saints because we now are part of the own people that he has made for himself to show the graces and the mercies of his good work. That's a huge responsibility for us to handle. But it is not definitely just some sort of right that we earn from a church or a name to be called as of or just to use that right as something to um, get more benefits from others or having a good name for it. It's definitely in gives you a, a condition for serving and a huge responsibility towards others. What is our responsibility for being called saints? Well, if you don't know it today, you're going to know. But it's a huge one, especially on the idea that we are not only called to be as a name or as a title that you're going to hang on the wall so others can know that, okay, that guy knows from Christ. Beautiful. The idea of being called saint is not just having the, the entitlement, but also walking towards the experience of being a saint. So basically, you don't only are called, but you must walk as a saint so others can know that you belong to Christ. And this is strictly related with missions. It's strictly related to being a Christian. Because if we don't walk as, as we are entitled, how are the others going to know what we believe? It's not only whenever you go in and um, introduce yourself as a Christian or introduce yourself as someone that believes and knows about Christ. Because in some places, the, the fact of just, of just mentioning it will kill you. So how are you going to deal with that so others can know? So we have a huge responsibility. Like the, only, the, the, the fact of being here in the United States. I have had uh, I have had the chance to work in different places, like in restaurants and working with people doing remodeling and stuff like that from different nations and different uh, languages. And whenever the time comes to speak to them, because it's incredible, incredible that being in a in a nation where there is so much freedom in terms of all other things, you have to be quite um, um, Delicate whenever complicated topic to, to talk about because they don't want to be touched about the idea. They want to remain isolated from the, from the, from the, the, the knowledge of the Lord or something. That's the, 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 um, the experience that I have so far with other people whenever I try to share with them. So the amazing thing is that whenever I have the chance to show my beliefs in the way I talk, in the way I act, or whenever the hard situation presents and how I'm going to show my understanding on that outcome, they are going to be able to see this person knows something different that I don't know. It did happen once when I was asked to lie about a, something that happened with the utilities in a restaurant where I was working as a host. 
it was my first time, my first work here in America. It was kind of complicated because my English wasn't as it is in this moment, at that moment. And the, and the chef at that time told me to lie that they uh, didn't have water and that's why they couldn't receive more people to come into the restaurant. But that was a lie because he just needed to go and pick up his son from school. So he was just going to shut down the whole restaurant because he needed to go and pick up his son. And he asked me to tell everyone to come in that we didn't have water at the moment, that oh, that was the reason for not accepting the people to come in. Uh, well, according to what I, I, I believe and my conviction is, I told him, I am sorry, I cannot say that. Why not? Because that's not the truth. I mean, if you wouldn't tell me before that you're just going to pick up my son, I probably would have, I would just believe you and say that, but now that I know that it's not true, I'm not going to say it. He got so mad at me, but so mad, that I thought, like, okay, maybe he's going to fire me and I don't care. But at, later on, he came by apologizing, saying, I am so sorry for what I did. Explain me why you wanted to remain firm on your uh, conviction and not just going forward. I mean, everybody lies. Not, well, not everybody. We, we as, a, as, as truly followers of our Lord, we want to remain away from the sinful ways of this nature and going towards all what is related to our Lord. And I had the chance at that moment to talk to him, to talk to him uh, literally about our Lord and uh, guiding him through the scripture. So it was an amazing moment where I was able to show what I believe, not only speaking, but truly walking as a person that knows our Lord. And that's the work that we have among all different nations. How are we going to endure our call if we don't know how to walk as saints? How, are we pre- how, how do we intend to take others the word of God if we don't even know what it says or not, not even know the righteous that it is, it's been given to us by the work of our Lord? So basically, for me, being called a saint gives you the duty, the responsibility to starting to work towards that so others can know and uh, acknowledge the, the gospel of our Lord. I want to go... To the first two chapters, so we can see that on the word. First uh, chapter says, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, our brother Sosthenes, called to be to- saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. So I wanted to highlight the words cold in these, two, in these two verses. And I find it very interesting because if you see the context, they're placed in different, in, in different ideas. In the first verse, we see that Paul is calling himself as he was um, given the duty by the Lord to be an apostle to those who don't know to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But in the second verse, he is directing his words to a church that now is acknowledged as, children's of, uh, as children of God and that now have that same duty um, given to them as he was given in the beginning. So it's impressive because it's the word call, it's very related with the word vocation. Be, having a vocation is something that you have basically been born to do. And knowing what was the previous life of Paul, it's kind of a complicated thing that, or it, it, it comes uh, a little bit hard whenever you're trying to realize that a man of such incredible testimony and, and knowledge, because he used to 
um, go after the Church of Christ, now was acknowledging himself, looking for others to tell them about the truth of Christ. Not anymore chasing them and putting them into jail. But knowing that his vocation was from now on to let the others know about his Savior. And then comes the other amazing thing, uh, which is calling the, the Corinthians saints. Have you ever had the chance to read a little bit about that city? It's one of the, probably, I don't know if it could, it could be called the worst city that ever got the chance mentioned in the Bible. But they had so many complicated things that I am just amazed of seeing the grace of our Lord towards them. That it also reminds me, reminds me the grace that he had towards me. Uh, a little bit of our background is that with my family, we weren't Christians. We weren't raised in a Christian home. Well, we, we all weren't Christians, but I mean, we weren't raised in a Christian home. We all, we, my wife and I came from Catholic background families, and we barely made our Lord when we were 18 years old. And when I see my previous life and thinking of how others just enjoy uh, currently living in their sin, in the ways they do, and not knowing the grace that we have, I am so thankful for that. And when I see what happened with this city and for them to be called saints, I'm just amazed because that's what we want to do with the other countries, to the country where we want to go. We would love the day when we can say to that people that they're no longer called people from the wild, people from other places, people from a different belief, but being called children of God, being called saints, be recognized as saints. And only because we are just uh, given a duty to fulfill uh, the responsibility of to do what we are told. Not even because this came from us or we wrote it or we... Um, we, we, we sent ourselves to do it. It's, it's just because our Lord gave us, gave us the chance to do it, gave us the responsibility, gave us the, the privilege. And it's in us only that we can have, if, if we want to, go towards this responsibility and fulfill it. So it's amazing. Uh, in other words, when I was reading about the uh, uh, Corinth, they had so many different beliefs that it's hard to believe they actually wanted to hear about Christ. Because they came from a Greek background where, every, where the, the, the philosophy was so important and they were, strict, they were very related with uh, Athens, Athens, where they were all the time discussing about the differences between just giving pleasure to your, to your flesh or trying to come up with new ideas. And basically these people just sat down in front of the porches speaking about the different beliefs that they have the whole day. No working at all. I don't even know how they did for sustaining themselves. <laughs> but uh, that was a good chance for Paul coming in and telling them that there was something they didn't know. And that's when he went through and gave them the, the, the gospel and taught them about the, the Lord. It is not just being called, but experience the work of a saint. As I was telling you, as missionaries, as Christians, because basically I, I, I believe it's being called missionary doesn't really, it's uh, a lot of difference to, between the one that is already a son. For, because we are all missionaries in the place where we are. We have different responsibilities into the places where we go, for sure. But we do have a duty in the place where we are. For us in this moment, for here, you, church, it's reaching every single corner of this place where you live. It's having the chance to let the others know that there is hope in Jesus and that 
it comes with the, its different ways to, to connect with them in telling them about the Lord. So how are we going to walk straight onto the experiencing of being a saint, the sanctification, and sanctifying the others through the word of our Lord? Because once they are cleaned with that word, they will start experiencing the same thing that we're experiencing this moment. Then we want, I want to go once again in, into this second verse. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those in every place called upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. I got this, this picture. <laughs> These are all political. All politics people from there. The, um, I think we have Trump or others. But I was thinking, being called a saint only not only gives you, as I was telling you before, like that entitlement for having a, a tie and a, a, and a good dress and just exposing yourself as a, as a trophy. I, ha, I used to have a, a teacher in the church where we began knowing the Lord that it is better to be used by the Lord as, um, as a shovel and not like a nice trophy that you hang on a wall. Because you definitely want to be used by the Lord. It is better to be dirty and be used and then eventually dying and going to the presence of the Lord, than just being behind a glass, exposing something that you never experienced, actually, because you were so worried about your image that never got into actually serving the Lord. So not to be a good image in the terms of, not because we're not supposed to show the, the graces of our Lord in the way that we, um, we behave, but how are we putting our hands into the service? How are we... Uh, working and ministering to others? Are we basically just pretending to stay behind the desk or really want to go in forth to serve others and, and, and telling them about the truth? So in either way that you go, either if we end up going to Indonesia or Asia Pacific or any other place, this is the work that we want to do. And this is the work that we're trying to do now. Even with an eight hours work, uh, eight hours a day work, 40 hours a week, not having the whole, the whole time that I would like to go and start doing different things, how can we start doing our part in what we've given? And how are we going to show others that we care? So no, no matter the direction, no matter the place, no matter how we're dressed, no matter what's the situation, we have to adjust to it and start working towards that idea. No matter how many difference, uh, differences we have, we have to work towards that idea. You have to learn a different language, you go ahead and learn it. You have to learn how they speak, you go ahead and do it. You know, you need to learn how uh, they think, that's your duty. And that's what we want to do. That's what we definitely want to go do when we go to the tribe. When, if the Lord gives us a privilege to do, to do it, we just want to endure the work of the Lord and give the chance to others that haven't heard the gospel yet so they can acknowledge a saint one day. Um, so we've been given the right to be called saints. So God's grace and mercies are, speak, are spoke to them. They're basically grace and mercy speakers for all their people. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Sharing grace, sharing mercy with others, having to spend years to translate the word, spending your time and effort, spending probably um, uh, having to waste Comfort that you like to, to, to retain where, where you live, going to different places, just for the love of serving others 
in the love that the, the Lord has poured into our hearts? How, how much are we willing to surrender those things behind going towards the people that need it? Like even now, I feel a little uh, much more comfortable that I was in my country because I have a better pay than I used in my country. I have a better place to live. My family feels better and safer here. But at a certain moment, I feel like I don't want uh, in any moment just feeling so comfortable that I, don't, that I don't want to go away from this comfort. Because it's, it, it happens. I mean, it's completely normal. We're humans, and we definitely like comfort. And it isn't bad. But what happens when we are challenged to go away from that, that comfort? Because you need to reach others. You need to step away and give them the chance. But that, it's in between your comfort and them. So how we're going to cross that wall Praying, going, giving, different ways that we have, right? But it's definitely a challenge that we, we endure every single day. I don't know if you ever come into the reality of a, in a daily basis, like, what did I do for my Lord today? What, was I able to at least show His mercies and grace to others? This is something that at, at certain moments just goes uh, around my mind so much time that um, that going into the, the routine of our day, it's so simple just to be astray of the importance of telling others about our Lord. So it's important as a congregation to not let that happen and then start working more towards the idea of sharing our Lord. Only grace that we've been, we've been given by God. So we're basically being called to experience that sanctification, showing it to others, and giving, being speakers of God's grace and mercy. We have no other duty than that. And we, 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 we must feel completely joyful of the idea of performing it. And I am so thankful that um, the Lord has used so many people, you uh, as well, some of you that are here that have experienced uh, going to different countries and, and sharing the Lord, but as well for those who stand in, uh, in the same place, um, uh, holding the rose for the others, it's amazing. I mean, like, I cannot see the difference if one is doing better than the other because I definitely see the love for the Lord from either side. So thank you for that option, the, the, the time for allowing us to share our desire to serve the Lord. We don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to take us one or two years to reach the missions field, but I definitely don't want to be called in the idea of serving the Lord wherever I am. Um, we want, to, we want to be able to share this with you whenever the time comes where, where we have the, the privilege to start flying away to our, to our missions field and starting our work. But for now, we want, to, we want to complete our duty, complete our responsibilities, and just being a good steward of the, of, of the privilege that the, the Lord has given to us. So thank you so much. I know there's a lot of questions, and I really would like to, to, to answer to all of those. And um, if we, you have some time just to share a good Colombian coffee with me, just go ahead and give me a call and we can keep talking. But I really appreciate being here. Uh, thank you for being so kind. And we really appreciate the time that we were able to talk and, and our heart to go to the, with the Lord and sharing the gospel towards others. So thank you so much. Um, I think that's what I have now. And I would like to, to, direct, uh, to direct a prayer and thank you. Good Lord, I, I want just to say thank you. Show gratitude towards you, Lord. Every time that I just think of how many things you've done for me and 
if I wouldn't be by you, I, I couldn't I couldn't even realize how many blessings I have been in you, Lord. That one day we'll be together, one day I'll be sharing with others with no more fear, no more sad, Lord. And that I also have the chance to tell, the, tell others about this grace. My prayer today, Lord, is that you'll use my brethren, this church, so we can tell others in doing our job, should you come? Because we know that you are, Lord. We don't know how long it's going to take. Some think it's going to be close, and I, I hope it is. But I really want you to feel proud of us as children that are fulfilling their duty, not as something that will buy something for you, but just to make your heart, your heart joyful, Lord. Thank you so much for, the, for giving us this responsibility and that as church, we've, we've um, uh, endeavored ourselves to, to, to fulfill it. So thank you, Lord. We bless you in your son's Jesus Christ. 